Wow. All right. The take four. Take four. I gotta find the chords that I played originally. I fucked up. God damn it, dude. You know what? Me. This is like watching perfection being born. Like watching David being sculpted. This is. So like 10,000 hours. If yeah. I did 10,000 hours of fucking around like this. Mike, if you had to guess how much experience Mac has playing guitar, what would you guess? How many, how many minutes would you guess? How many minutes? Well, I mean, if we're talking minutes, oh shit, what is 10,000 minutes and hours? I don't know. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would say like... Um, if you were at like Tom Morello's like guitar camp, he's he's easily like intermediate. Like I'm I'm feeling wow. it. Wow. Yeah. Like there there is intermediate. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's all subjective. Sure. Like, compared to me, this is masterpiece. Is music subjective? Whoa. I, I whoa. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm giving you background. Is music subjective? Ah, yeah. I feel okay. like no. No. Well, yeah. hmm. Well, that's a thinker. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it depends on what because like there are tons of artists out there who haven't quote unquote made it. Right. But is that because maybe that's just because I don't know, like accessibility to their music, not necessarily. Shit! Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I, f I don't know. Yeah. I feel like structurally. Music is not subjective, right? There are like right. discordant sounds that you don't want to make. Sure. But sometimes you purposefully make that. So does that. Oh. Like I don't this. know. Yeah. No, that actually sounded good as fuck. Yeah, that's cool. That's a nice plug. That slide is good. I have a good slide. If you can hear it. Does that show up in the mic? That's there a little bit. <laughs> Just like <laughs> this, is where we're just torturing the audience, <laughs> like weird noises. It's like an ASMR fucking podcast now. <laughs> you thought you were getting the game development podcast? Nah, motherfucker. Wrong genre. This Career change. This is me fucking around on a guitar for forty-eight minutes and calling it content. Yeah, you gonna subscribe to the Patreon now, Jill? <laughs> <laughs> Give the people what they want. Yeah. I like to imagine that uh, to, to uh, any like of our non like inner Ooh. circle listeners, yeah. they they like to think that Jill like maybe doesn't exist. Oh, that's like maybe cool. Jill is like a, a made up character. <laughs> yeah, that's a Could cool this way. be one of those like you know rabbit holes that people fall down? It's like where's Jill, and then you start seeing it on like light posts and yeah. stickers and hoodies, and then yeah, it's just it's a new phenomenon. It's a cool little yeah. concept. Yeah, having like a fictional character, but it would but be a nightmare real. for anyone named Jill, though. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Especially if there is a Jill listening to this who isn't the Jill we're we're talking about. Oh, that's a good point. There's just a second Jill. But how do they know they're not the Jill that we're talking about? Like that's a that's a better point. I don't know. You know who you are, Jill. Yeah, you you know who you are, Jill. Yeah. Um, I think I'm just gonna play guitar for this whole hour. You guys can have a conversation. Yeah, yeah I, I, 
I. Uh. <laughs> How about that for an episode of Draw Call, huh? Where I just fuck off and. Max and guitar lesson? Completely silent. <laughs> no, no, no. The question is what do you do if your viewership goes like it skyrockets? Like, <laughs> as a result of that? As yeah. a result of this. <laughs> for an hour? Yeah. The question is, is it selling out if you just like pivot and then this is just what you do? Or is this like, you found it? This is. That's gotta be selling out. No? Right? I don't know. I don't know. Tell us in the comments, (laughs) wherever you can find them. I don't know, (laughs) comment section. Tell us in the comments if you think one of Tell us in the the comments of Twitter. I bet this is horrible to listen to. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome to Draw Call. All right, I'm putting the guitar down. That was our intro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a cool little four minutes. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, man. Our levels are off the charts, boys. Wow. Look at all these lines. Damn. I think a lot of those were the guitar picks, honestly. So we might we might be all right. We can fix that in post. What we can't fix in post is our content. And, True. Uh, today, we have uh, unique content coming to the show. A unique guest on the show. Uh, someone from the other side of the line. The other side of the party line. We have a Republican on the show today. Just kidding. We have, Hardcore. We have, <laughs> <laughs> what is critical race theory anyways? <laughs> nice. See, this Good is old why, CRT. This is, why I said, this is why I said, I think, Mike or Jeter. Should, do, should we call you Mike or Jeter in this in this oh, podcast? It, let, let's let's go Jeter. Let, there's Jeter? too many mics in this world. Jeter, Jeter, it is. Uh, yeah, when we when we were talking about having you Jeter on the podcast, I was like, you know what? I think Jeter's going to be the quintessential or one of the quintessential draw call hosts. Charlie was very good. Um, fuck, Z Joey Z was very good. Mm-hmm. I almost forgot Joey Z's name right there. Joey Z, if you're listening, I am so sorry. <laughs> And I love you dearly. Uh, Joey Z was very good. I think Jeter might be another golden oh, age. Shucks. Can we yeah. call this the golden age of draw call? Oh. We're definitely entering it, I would Maybe say. Maybe our That's first good. golden age. Yeah. We're, we're encroaching on it, yeah. Yeah, I would say so. I think Coming Allie, out of the Bronze Age. Allie was right. Yeah. Once you get past 10 episodes, things really start looking up. Yeah. I think our first 10 episodes, compared to the last three episodes. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's what's up. Kind of sucked. <laughs> sorry to any guests we had on in the first 10 episodes, but yeah. You just got to bring them back. Testing grounds. Yeah. yeah. But no, I think, uh, I think Jeter, you have a very, uh, at least from what, uh, what I know about you uh, when we work together, uh, you have a very um, uh, amiable, both amiable yet um, levy, levity-driven personality. Mm. Right. Yeah, oh, I, I, I would agree to that. Which I think is similar to myself and, as like... Someone who just likes fucking around yeah. and having a good time. I, do you like fucking around and having a good time, Jeter? Um, for sure. As uh, Confucius once said, um, YOLO. Like, you know, we're not on He did say planet. that. He said it. Yeah. He, Confucius he said it I think I heard him say that yeah. once. He said it in the Supreme Hoodie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he said it. There's a picture. I've got it. And he signed it. No. Yeah. Um, Supreme Hoodie. Yeah. That's cool. That's actually sick. With the Gucci flip flops. With the Gucci flip flops. Yeah, my man Confucius dripped out. Dripping. It's drip season. <laughs> Confucius. 978 AD, yeah. or whatever the fuck he was born. Um, yeah, man. 
Thanks for coming on the show, uh, Judah. I know this is a very last minute sort of thing. Um, I appreciate your willingness to come on. Um, First, how do you how do you rate the draw call experience so far? We've got the lights. Honestly, the lights are just like the mood is there. Like it's great. I love the cool lighting. Yeah, that's I think what's important. Get that warm shit out of here. No yellow lights. I'm tired of it. (gasps) Fluorescent. Wow. Out of here. Like yeah, I want the blue. How do you like the move effect on the lights? It's like. You know, sometimes when like you're stumbling across like social media and it's like just breathe for a second, it's got like the circle that expands and it's like all right, let it out. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's what I'm getting from this. So I'm, yeah. I'm calm. I'm I am centered and zen. I realize the amount of visual bits that I do on the show have increased dramatically mm. since yeah. I got the cool lights and since the studio that's became like a real thing. We're now an audio visual podcast. It'd be super sick if we became an audio visual podcast. Should yeah. we start with like do, doing camera recording? Yeah. I we was could. wondering if you guys were going to do that. We, yeah. I, I've always wanted to do like a crazy angle, like maybe just like straight up above us looking down. That's oh, for sure. To see our heads. Uh, that's solid. And it's, it's tied to like yeah. an aux cord. So it's extremely unstable. Yeah, and it's just yeah. rocking around. Just or, like or we put it on your fall. ceiling fan. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> and just have it spin for an extremely disorienting effect <laughs> on the list. That is what goes on the Patreon. Is oh yeah. Is this weird ass like rotating ceiling fan GoPro camera Love that it. makes you like vomit. <laughs> If you walk, if you watch, I mean, if you you're a true fan, like yeah. that's who you know who the true ones are. Exactly. Yeah. If I can plug a website real quick, shopgoodwill.com. Just picked up a GoPro for like 150 bucks, brand Whoa. new. Nothing wrong. Wait, shopgoodwill.com is like that. That is Goodwill site. It's right? it's Goodwill site, but like all of their really nice stuff, and not everything is nice. There's like a ton of like Mickey Mouse like memorabilia and shit, but. Um, that's cool. That's nice people. to me, Mike. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. Right. That's Art. what I'm looking yeah. for. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if that's what you're looking for, then uh, look no further. You assumed um, his attraction to Disney. Yeah. <laughs> to Disney memorabilia. Yeah. yeah. And now Shame you're doomed. Yeah. I, I guess you can't like believe now anything I say moving forward. It could just be full of shit. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. You should know better working in human resources. Yeah, I should. I should. Then to I assume. Man, that no one. Are you guys world. writing me up? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, are you reprimanding me right now? Yeah, strike one. Right. Yeah. Don't make it to strike three in this podcast. Yeah, or something bad's gonna happen. Are you getting people to, like dox me? <laughs> yeah. like if, if, okay. I'm gonna give you your Xbox Live username out. Uh, yeah, we could give that out. Everyone's gonna make fun of you for how low your KD is. <laughs> Point four. Man, my wife warned me about going on the show. <laughs> It'd be hilarious if she did. Did she warn you? No. Oh, dude, it'd be sick. Does she know you're on the show? She does know I'm on the show. Oh, really? Yeah. Does she know that it's releasing today? In like two hours? Oh, no. Is it really? It'll release today. Oh, that's awesome. Can I can I do a shout out to someone? Yes. Well, obviously, Leah. And we just found out that Leah's pregnant. So get Whoa. the fuck out. Shout out to my little future gamer out no there. No way. No way you just dropped that bomb on oh, us yeah. on this podcast. Boom. That's do you so... guys have like an explosion sound? or like? No, a... dude. But we can add that in post. We'll add that in post. I won't touch the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we will. Whoa. Congrats, Jeter. That's you. crazy. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. Uh, wow. People lie about how long it takes. Now, granted, that is also like... That depends on the couple. I understand that genetics and science and, and health and all, but um, yeah. Wow. It is. Uh, yeah, I'm happy to say that uh, I will very soon be a father. When when did you uh, find out? Um, roughly about a month ago. 
but of course, you know, we wanted to make sure we went to the doctors for the first time, right? Yeah. Got all the ultrasounds and make sure everything was looking good, and yeah, yeah. It looks like a little. Uh, actually, it looks like an Among Us character right now. It is <laughs> like. It is. <laughs> that's, that's a hilarious thing to say about your your yet to be born child. <laughs> yeah, no, it is rough right now. It's uh, yeah, it's our little monster uh, bean. That's wow. so we're gonna sad. have to clip that and send that to you like ten years from now. Oh yeah, and then have your have your uh, kid listen to it. Yeah. Oh, oh god, great. can you imagine your your kid be like? You imagine your kids like in like fifth grade, and that clip comes out. It's like yeah, I'm like. <laughs> my dad went on a yeah. podcast and called me in a space man. Oh boy! Actually, uh, what's kind of crazy is I've been trying to get a hold of my brother for a while now to tell him that uh, we're pregnant, and he's just now don't calling. Tell, oh but, my god! Wow. Yeah, the only way you're ever going to find out, Anthony, is if you listen to the show. Wow! You send him the link to the yeah, to yeah, the podcast yeah. episode. Yeah. Don't wow. even give him a timestamp. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's it's going to be super hard to transition into actual gaming content now with yep. this massive bomb you've dropped on us. It's I'm like so I just want to talk about the baby for the yeah. next forty minutes. Um, yeah, it doesn't do much. So, like, <laughs> I wouldn't hire it. How about that? You wouldn't. Ooh, hi- ooh not that right was now. actually an no. excellent yeah. transition. Why wouldn't you hire it? What qualities does it not? Does it not have as of yet because it's like a fetus? <laughs> That's a great uh, communication is lacking. Yeah, like pretty seriously, to be quite honest. <laughs> Obviously, so the, hasn't shipped a game. No, yeah. no, no, nothing at all. Not even like uh, it, it, okay. Uh, I can understand like not maybe not shipping a game if like something is currently underway. But where is that drive right. to like work on something in the meantime? Right, right. Nothing. Yeah. Listen, yeah. I'm all for physical touch and physical communication, but kicking repeatedly is not yeah, it's not just, really a solid. It's not it. Or is it pushing for more accessibility and gaming through kicking? Oh my god. Well, now there's a thought. Because it's saying like, "Hey, my hands aren't moving, but watch this." Boom. Check this out. Like, look what I can do, but you're focusing like, you know, on other things right now. Like, yeah. give me accessibility. Look it what is I can do. Champion. Whack. Whack. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Nice one, Jeter. I tried. All right, I'm going to transition us into uh, our topics that I have on this little paper of mine here. Okay. Uh, which we'll start with uh, number one. Uh, for the folks listening at home, we have uh, a bit of an outline today. So you can rest assured that you are listening to what will at least be an average episode of Draw Call. Word up. Um, <laughs> we have five topics here. We'll start with number one and we'll go down the list. Everyone sound good? Ten hut. All right. <laughs> yeah, I heard, men. I heard everyone say Ten Hut after that. Yeah. <laughs> ten Hut. Hooah. First, uh, Mr. Jeter, we'd like to talk mm-hmm. about your transition. It'd be super funny if I just, if I started, like, talking as, like, a, an interviewer. Yeah. Like, Let's yeah, do like it. If we treated this as, like, a detective show. Do and it. I'm, like, yeah. I'm examining you right now. First, Mr. Jeter, we'd like to talk about your transition into the games industry yeah. from your previous employment. Would you like to fill us in on that? Yeah, absolutely. So should I, like, yeah, I, I am currently a recruiter in the video games industry. Um, started off recruiting not in the video games industry. Uh, I actually, like, moved to Pittsburgh, like, seven years ago, started mowing lawns, and then my very next job was as a recruiter for a... Um, construction like recruitment agency i guess you could say trades person uh oh. recruitment agency cool yeah. um yeah and i like talked my way into that job i guess is the best way i can explain <laughs> it with no previous experience fresh out of school just like 
What'd you go to school for? Art. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, and I do none of that. Hmm. Yeah. I, I actually originally went for computer science, and then I was like, man, I don't really like this, and I lead, or need more of a creative outlet. And I was like, art's going to be it. I am going to be the world's best like furniture designer slash industrial designer. Oh, cool. Yeah. And I didn't do that either. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like, what's the next artistic and creative thing I can do? Hiring. Sweet. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Started off in um, yeah, tradesperson recruiting. And then from there went to like site management um, for a uh, health company. Um, manufacturing like uh, basically all of this like radiology equipment and then um, yeah uh, ended up in Shell five years later and that's that's what got me into games um, but honestly it, it was like uh, yeah it, it was kind of like a whirlwind of things because like the story goes and this is what you know uh, I think one of the reasons why Laura and I really like hit it off really well during the interview is um, I actually found out about shell games and I didn't even think about recruiting or operations in video games before uh, this event. But basically I've been wanting to get into video games one way or another. Mm. Um, and my wife as a Christmas present bought me like voiceover lessons because I wanted to do voiceover acting because it's just so fun. Like, oh, I think excellent. it's yeah. Yeah, super exciting. Um, and so I went to do these classes uh, on the river in Pittsburgh, and uh, they were like, hey, you should go, like, all everyone here, go check out Shell Games, because sometimes you don't have to be, like, a professional actor in order to get in on their stuff. And I was like, that's awesome. Uh, I was not liking my job at the time, and uh, went onto the website to see where I could, like, sign up to do voiceover lessons, and boom, recruiter. And it was just like the posting was there. And I was like, this is beautiful. Um, because like just months before that, I built a computer to run VR and spent a stupid amount of money doing it. <laughs> and just like, like it, this is bad, but like hid how much I spent from my wife. And then I told her after the fact. And I was like, well, no, going back now. So I did the backwards thing of buying the headset first. And I was like, well, I need to have the PC to run the headset. Right, oh, right. excellent. Yeah, so I did that. And then uh, the very first game I bought was... Um, I expect you to die and nice. like loved it and got her to fall in love with it and then I was like oh shit like that logo looks super familiar having no clue that like Shell was in Pittsburgh and it just connected and I was like well hell yeah I'm gonna apply and I applied and I was like sneaking around the building talking to Lauren on the phone while doing like pre-screens and, and interviews oh, and yeah. stuff over the phone and yeah went there and I was like this is exactly what I imagined since watching Grandma's Boy back in like 7th grade you're talking about sneaking around the building as in like your current job right yeah, yeah. Well, oh, the, the, the previous the, job, yeah, yeah from yeah. way back when, yeah. Oh, I was like, yeah, oh no, dude. I need to go to a meeting, and then the meeting was actually on the phone in the bathroom. Oh, respect, so, brother. So, yeah. Wow. Oh yeah, nah. Plenty yeah. of time I have taken a a meeting, mm -hmm. uh, in like just a random little utilities closet for my interview. That sucks, dude. It sucks that that is the yeah. way that we have to do these initial sort of phone screens because it's like if you take too much time off. Right. Or, like, if you give people hints as to, like, oh, I'm leaving. It's yes. like, you have to, like, yeah. do all this sneaking around and yeah. shit. Yeah. How do we solve that? Oh, that is a great question. Um, I mean, you would be asking 
in my opinion, just to change the whole mindset of like management and retention. And I don't know if I don't know if we're at that level just yet. All right, that's scary. So I continue. I did not mean to cut you off. Yeah, no, you're good. Um, but I'm gonna. This is one of those Mac Nelson noodles. I'm gonna keep noodling mm. on this while. Okay. While you go on, but all right, you're sneaking around in the utilities closet during your pre-screens, talking right. to Lauren. What happened from there, my friend? Um. Yeah. Went and talk. I. I'll be honest with you. I was honestly like terrified because the only thing that I knew about the game industry outside of the game industry is like it's super toxic. It's not diverse. There's like basically it's overrun by just like a bunch of men who are kind of snobby and a little unrelenting when it comes to their opinions and ideas and like uh, crunch. And I was like, I don't want any of that. Yeah. Um, But it was very clear from the beginning, like after talking with everyone there, that I was like, oh, I I don't think I'll find this here. Um, And yeah, the first person that I actually like, I talked to two people at Shell, the very first like two people after walking in the building was Harold and I was like oh this is this is awesome that's what's up and then you walked by mm. and then you were like hey uh you here for an interview because I was like in my uh suit and everything I was like yeah and you're like huh good luck and I was like <laughs> I was like fuck yeah okay <laughs> yes yeah this is it that's so that sounds like something I do yeah, yeah. that's so you're like, yeah what's up bro yeah <laughs> I I told Lauren that I was like yeah there's like two super nice people that I just talked to. A, I was like first people that I walked in and saw like after knowing that like there's an issue with diversity. I was like, there there right. are two men of color right there. And I was like, For all I of you people it. listening, I am indeed a man of color. Yeah. <laughs> I oh, don't yeah. know if we've revealed <laughs> this on the podcast. As of yet. Yeah, do we, do we like, like pronouns A, he, him, but should I also announce like I'm a person of color? Is that, does that matter? It don't matter. Depends on, yeah. depends on what type of mindset you're running with. Okay. I mean, for this, I mean, this is a audio-only podcast, so True. I have not really, yeah, I haven't really uh, offered that information up. Z, would you offer that information up on this? Well, I think it'd be hilarious for anybody who's listening who doesn't know me to try to guess mm. what I am, because I can almost guarantee Japanese. Well, <laughs> you just you just gave it away, Mac. Now everyone's gonna know. <laughs> <laughs> My fault. I fucked up. Uh, yeah, no one. I, I yeah, I don't think anyone's gonna guess. So I'm just gonna leave it ambiguous. That's another. That's another little. If you guess uh, <clears throat> the odds, um, like just racial mix up. Yeah, yeah. You get a free uh, month a of the Patreon. Ooh, whenever yeah. the Patreon exists. Uh, whenever that happens, you get a signed copy of I don't know that Lowe's box over there with half my shit yeah. in it. Yeah. All right, congrats. You guessed it. Yeah, you got Sign it. Sign my name. Congratulations. You know that might seem like a joke, but in like 10 years from now when you guys are owning like half of NPR, this is what <laughs> got you to this new studio. That Lowe's box. Yeah, that Lowe's box Shouts right out there. to Lowe's. Yeah. Shouts out to Lowe's where pros go. Yeah. This episode. To all my weekend warriors. To all my, yeah, yes. Warriors. To all my weekend warriors. This episode of Draw Call is sponsored by Not Lowe's. I'm going to transition us right back into whatever the fuck we were talking about before. Oh, yeah. I was like, good luck, dude. And I walked off to do something. God knows what. Yeah. No, I think you skipped off, actually. If I could tell the tale accurately. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, you did. You said, good luck, did a heel click, winked, 
flipped me a coin and then skipped off. And I was yeah. like, this is a magical place. Yeah. 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 And then I disintegrated into dust. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a, Just I'm poof. A fairy. Yeah. It was <laughs> That's great. so sick. Yeah. I wish that was how that happened, man. That'd be cool. <laughs> so how was your, after getting the greeting mm-hmm. from Harold and the um, three wishes from Jeannie Mac Nelson? Yeah. How was your interview? Uh, it was great, honestly. Um, it was, as far as the interview goes, I feel like it It was the first interview that I had that was more focused than others, if that makes sense. Um, because, like, I've been in generic, I mean, now having been, like, interviewing people for seven or eight years, however long I've been doing this, yeah. um, like, there are just generic questions that always pop up from hiring managers. Um, with Shell, it was the first, like, targeted, like, what what drives you what can you do for us we have these things in mind and these priorities how can Mm. you help us get there um and like addressing certain issues like i you know i only knew about what i read about but of course hearing it firsthand from lauren she's like hey we're having like in the industry there are these problems and these problems and these problems like how does that relate to your background knowing that you haven't like worked in games before um it was it was tough. I honestly like I didn't think I was like, man, I don't know if I, I got that one. Mm. Yeah. I was like I, I was like I feel good about it, but I'm not sure. And usually like I walk away from an interview, I was like, nailed it. Right. Like yeah. I yeah, I dab. And then I, <laughs> I, I, I dab, dab twice sometimes. You and then know, you wink at yourself in the mirror and click your own shoes. Yeah, click my yeah. own shoes. And then I disappear. <laughs> and then you disintegrate. Yeah. Um, Ready and waiting for the next interview. Yeah. It was, it was just weird though because I also like I talked to Jesse like Jesse talks to everyone right right yes. um, and I talked to him before talking with uh, with Lauren and the thing is because uh, I can't remember what but Jesse had talked to everyone on the phone and so like I could have gone in and met him in person but because he talked to everyone else on the phone she wanted to make sure that like there wasn't like a bias and that I didn't I wasn't the only one to meet him in person but I also oh. like didn't want to be late. And like, so yeah, I took yeah. the call right outside when there was a, um, a crazy mocha. So I went into crazy mocha to take the call and he was like, uh, so where are you at? And <laughs> not thinking of like, where am I at in my career? Crazy. I was like, oh, I'm outside. <laughs> and he goes, oh, okay. okay. And he goes, you're outside of shell. And and I didn't know if he knew that I was actually like going to be there, so I'm just like taking this call from him, standing outside of the building, like, oh, yeah, like I'm here, Jesse. I'm outside your in. window. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and I'm watching so, you for three hours. Yeah, and I told Lauren that, and she started laughing. I was like, well, this is embarrassing, but you know, that's that was, awesome. Uh, what yeah. a great story. And then an hour later, you got the offer letter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was a parade. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, um, the barista at Crazy Mocha gave it to you. Yeah, <laughs> she you actually passed. took off her mask, yeah. and it was more. It was Jesse actually. <laughs> he said, "You pass," and yeah. he gave the offer letter. When you when you finished the your your coffee at the bottom was a walled up piece of paper. <laughs> I actually started choking on it because yeah. I like yeah. didn't. Yeah, I just yeah. my lack. And of if you would have let that swallow, you would have never known. Yeah, you, you would have never known. You indeed yeah. had been hired as a talent yeah. acquisition specialist. <laughs> shell game. Yeah, um, it was kind of wild. I actually found out like, what was it? R- right during Christmas break. Yeah, because yeah. Um, Lauren basically told me like going into the Christmas, the Krampus party uh, that it was happening, and so like it was the best Christmas I ever had, hands Sweet. down. Yeah, dude, right on par with like 
the original Xbox that I got. Like that that same feeling of just like life will never get any better. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Shouts yeah. out. Shouts out shell games. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> just making it happen. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for letting letting us know about your transition into the games industry. For sure. I'm gonna I'm scrub scribbling that out of the out of the notepad. Yeah. Um so during your experience at mm-hmm. Shell and then you're also at Meta right now, um obviously you do recruiting, you yeah. do sourcing, that means you you talk to a lot of folks. I can see I think. you th- you think it could? I mean, I don't know. You, I don't know who's on the other end. Are you talking about you might be talking to sentient AIs? I well, I have seen. I don't know if you've uh, seen this, um, but like online, I've seen clips of like these remote interviews where yeah. the person getting interviewed um, is getting told what to say by someone behind the um, behind their computer. So there's two people on the call. Yeah. And then the person behind the computer is obviously like more skilled than the person being interviewed. And so they're they're literally saying what to say in the earpiece of the interviewee. And oh, that's interesting. It's, it's weird. I I've I've seen clips of this floating around the internet. Yeah. Uh and it's like a big problem. I think it's primarily from like people overseas trying to get jobs in the US. Right. Um and yeah, it's like a, apparently a pretty pretty gnarly issue in the pandemic era of recruiting. Oh man, uh, that's that's super interesting because like, is that are they doing it to level the playing field? Because like maybe they're concerned of like you know accents or ability to like you know speak fluent English, and of course there are definitely there's a ton of bias when it comes to a lot of hiring managers if they don't immediately understand what someone's talking about, but. Honestly, that's a good that's a good point. I I feel like a lot of the sentiment I've seen in the comments has been like the interviewee has been trying to just swindle their way into oh, the job gotcha. by yeah. like not not having the skills, and so they're relying on this other person to do it. Mm. But I mean, we obviously don't know their side of the story. Yeah. So maybe that maybe it is the case that they're just sort of leaning on someone who maybe speaks English a little better. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's it's hard to know. Yeah. That's really interesting. Oh man, I, it was a joke at first, but now I'm now, now I'm afraid to talk to people over the phone. Thanks. What phobia is that? My bad. It's called. We're going back to five days in the office, baby. <laughs> do you do you do done. most of your recruiting like is it online now or is it transitioning to in person? Um, now it, for me, it is one hundred percent remote. Whoa. So yeah. Um, yeah, it is usually like I, I just do the initial screenings for um, my current role, uh, and it is yeah just fully like most. Sometimes I do video like if the person doesn't have access to a phone for like cellular reasons or whatever. Um, but yeah, do you think doing remote screenings is, I guess, optimal for? getting people through that process like do you feel like you lose out on some of the benefits of having in-person screenings like learning i don't know because body language is really important right and i feel like you just don't get that at all for sure yeah there there are a few things i think body language is incredibly important like at shell for instance um what i loved about shell is like it was great at like honing my like red flag sensor 
Like, mm-hmm. even yellow flags. That's right. I think that's even more important. Red flags, they're red flags because it's apparent, it's vibrant, it's easy to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, the yellow flags are, are what get you, the microaggressions and all. Right. So, like, seeing that, being able to actually, like, visually see that is is extremely important. But, again, what I do appreciate about just, like, having a phone call, which I also did at show, um, is, like, it, it's almost accessible to everyone. So right, like not right. everyone has the best video camera, not everyone has the best Wi-Fi, but for the most part, very rarely, I'd say one out of like a hundred candidates, uh, you know, say like, oh, I can't do a phone call for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be maybe like the their hearing impaired, or sorry, hearing impaired, in which case usually there's an interpreter that you talk with, but. Yeah, I, I, I do like phone calls because it is a much easier and quicker way to, like, connect with people. And you don't have to have, like, I think sometimes, like, the cool setup in the background can kind right. of influence things a little bit. Yeah, totally. Yeah, but um, but it's also nice. Like, there's specifically someone at Shell that, like, they had a dope, like, setup in the background. And I was like that's awesome and I think you're an awesome person and I like had to like quickly check myself like okay don't get fanboyish like right, let's, yeah. let's let's get back to yeah. the actual conversation sorry yeah that's I why I fuck up your Dyson this is a beautiful oh thing, thank you yeah. yeah no that Dyson has been with me for years so I appreciate that another visual bit and I'm about to hit you with yet another visual bit that's why I have an American flag yeah. <laughs> on my wall and that's why every time I take a phone interview or a, uh, a like zoom interview or whatever yeah. I have the camera angled directly yeah uh, with my American flag I'm also wearing my watch cap and like my military garb yeah. my BDUs question why do you always <laughs> carry that sword on you is that is yeah. that like a thing that you do for every this Faustian that I have here <laughs> yeah <laughs> this Faustian that I have here I, I use in, in interviews to okay. sort of emphasize my points yeah. and be like yeah. at first I felt threatened but now I just feel like safe safe so. and mm-hmm. secure yeah mm-hmm. that's what I bring to the table at yeah. company X you know, yeah. You bring me along for the ride. Not only am I going to develop your websites, I'm going to mm. keep you and your family safe. <laughs> With my falchion. With my falchion. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. My falchion, my rapier, and the yeah. American yeah. flag behind me. Yeah. As if any of these things contextually make any sense together at all. Yeah. That, was, that that is the founding father's vision. I think it what you just is. described: yeah. Falchion in one hand, rapier in the other. Yeah, American yeah. flag in the back, and developing yeah. websites performantly. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> developing aesthetically pleasing performant websites for Web three and responsibly yeah. too. Responsibly <laughs> to all devices. Yeah, for all for all peoples, all aspect ratios. That's exactly yeah. correct. I, I I don't know about the founding fathers thinking about all peoples, but all, yeah, all, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good point. All there. peoples. Yeah, that with part a certain, was a little with a certain with a certain complexion. Yeah, complexion, <laughs> amount of money. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think like when they were talking about? Not to derail things, but when they were talking about it, did they do like the high pitch, like maybe not all people, but like let's let's like you know, bear arms for some, <laughs> some, and then Jefferson's like, not some doesn't work as well as all, but like yeah. you know, come on, yeah, yeah we are let's all let's leave know, it really yeah, interpretive yeah. so yeah, that yeah. we can just say like, well, we didn't really mean all, yeah. we kind of meant most. Yeah. Don't worry, and like you know, like. 200 years or so they'll probably like make some alterations yeah they're, they're not gonna live or die by this yeah <laughs> yeah they'll fix it yeah, yeah. nah yeah of they cool. did not fix it <laughs> <laughs> spoiler <laughs> what 
My Come on, we're talking about let's. Yeah, I'm gonna go yeah. red pill here. We're talking about the most important document in U.S. history. You have to treat it with some respect. Yeah. Damn. Speaking of important documents, mm-hmm. Jeter, how how can I get a job in the games industry in the recruitment stage? How do I do that? Man. That's an important document. By segueing like yeah. that, well, like a contract. I don't know. Yeah. Listen, I, I tried my best there. You trying to? You're the me, segue guy, not me. You trying to get me out of red pilling our audience <laughs> by defending the constitution. You literally just brought us back. We took our segue. <laughs> we went across the bridge. We turned around. We went back on that bridge. Yeah, that that was like a smooth. Yeah, that was a smooth segue. Thank and you. Then we went off roading, but I do like it. <laughs> That's my job. Yeah. <laughs> it's keeping things interesting. Yeah. It's beautiful. God bless this country. Yeah. <laughs> and all of its jobs. And all of its jobs. Yeah. For all people. For all people. Since 1776. What's it like? <laughs> I can't even. Damn. Um, yeah. Z, how does Z get a job in the games industry? Mm, Z's yeah, looking if, for a job. If, I, if I'm, uh, I'm looking to get into the games industry. For sure. Um, I'm in the interview. What yeah. do I... How do I how do I beat the interview? He's got no earpiece. How do you beat the interview? Yeah, no earpiece. Yeah, no earpiece. No and earpiece, and, and you've just reached the first your first mini boss. Yeah, right? yeah. <clears throat> it's you. You're the mini boss. Yeah. Um, and he has a shitty setup. <laughs> so this is a roguelite. Okay. Yeah. Got gotcha. a 360p camera. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, if you think about it, it is, you can consider it to be a roguelite. It is very game-like yeah. trying to get a job, especially in the video games industry. Um, I think the first thing where people mess up, I, I won't want to say mess up because it's like different for every, I've only been at basically two studios, mm-hmm. if, if we're going to count it like that. Um, so like it's different everywhere you go, you know, uh, obviously shells different from some places like, I don't know, Activision Blizzard. And, uh, nice. so the way they set it up, is going to be different from shell. True. Um, but from my experience, um, first things first is just like knowing what you want. I think everyone jumps into it and immediately is like, all right, I'm going to be a game developer. It's like, okay, well. What does that mean? Right. Because that completely, like, thank God I had Shell to start off with because, like, they were very patient in teaching me, like, no, a 3D artist is not a technical artist, Mike. Mm. We've been through this. And they didn't say it like that, but, you know, in a much nicer way. Um, but, like, there are so many different, like, facets and uh, channels that you can go down that, like, of course, part of it is exploring that to figure out what you truly like. Mm-hmm. But, like do that then explore so a lot of people will fresh out of school or in school will say like how do i get into the game industry experiment uh see what you like join game jams if you can't get to a studio join a game jam join enough game jams to the point where you can rotate in every position because i can't tell you how many producers are like yes i have a computer science degree i started off in programming but then i realized that i like being a producer and connecting with everyone because i'm a socialite and Mm. it's like okay well you can go down this path and change uh, change what you're looking for, but the point is like, experiment, find out what you like, and then do it. Because if you tell me that you're a designer, you're an engineer, you're an artist, you're the QA, you're production, you're the boss, like it's it's, you know, that's not what we're looking for at this time. What we're looking for is a game design intern. So. Um, hmm. So first things first is is figuring out you know what interests you, and then if that changes down the line, then perfect. But for right now you know that's that's part of it um and then build that portfolio with anything and everything you've got um 
yeah, it's the resume is super important. It it's the first thing that we'll see, obviously. So like having a great resume with <laughs> clear and concise information to be able to read. <laughs> that is it drives me nuts <laughs> seeing a designer like I understand they're two different oh, things. Yeah. But you'll see like a designer specifically like the list UI UX designer and then their resume looks like a manifesto from a crazy person. <laughs> Um, and that might be inappropriate. That's just a design say. choice, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Which again, that kind of jumps back into is this subjective or not? But you know, um, it's it's. If just... You don't deserve me at. If you don't. <laughs> if you don't want me at my worst. Yeah. <laughs> you don't deserve me at my best. You don't want my piece of shit looking resume. Yeah. You don't deserve my work. It, it is. It's wild how many templates out or are out there and how few people use it and it's perfectly yeah. fine like you can be creative but save the like a lot of the creativity for your website slash portfolio if it's something that you feel like you need mm -hmm. um and your cover letter like for sure like that's where you truly express who you are and what you can bring to the table and so on and so forth let your resume be that like it's basically an elevator pitch and yeah. if your elevator pitch is six pages long Let's let's tweak that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So. Do you uh, do you count out automatically people who do not have cover letters? No, um, I, I think it shows a little extra, like that. That shows a little bit extra of the passion. Depending, mm. I mean, like you know, you get cover letters, and it is clear that like they got this from coverletter.com, and they took that template, right, and then put their name, put the company's name. And then it's just like, this is what I can do for you, yada, yada, yada. But there are, can I don't, can I do, say names of like people at Shell, specifically one person who had the greatest cover letter of all time? I'm sure if you're complimenting it's a, it's them. It's a positive one, yeah. It's a positive one. Yeah. 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 yeah, Kat's cover letter Ooh. in marketing? Yeah. Yes. Was like, I was, is this person just trying to get the Pulitzer because like it was a fantastic I was like man and I think she uh, does have like writing background so yeah that makes yeah sense. oh for sure yeah and and Lauren read it and and it was amazing and I was like and the funny thing is like I reached out to her for shell so like I like cold sourced her she didn't apply oh, it so it's not like she Whoa. needed a cover letter right yeah like I already was like interested in her background oh that rules and she wrote this thing and I was just like this is amazing and that already had like set her so far above like the rest of the competition that I was just like, man, this is this is fantastic. Wow. So cover letters are great; they are great. But I will be honest, not every hiring manager reads it. It is honestly like a source of recruiter. Sure, it lets us into a little bit of information. We'll try and distill that down and paraphrase it to the hiring manager. But not every hiring manager has time. Like right. you know, they're also working on art or engineering and everything else. Um, yeah. I will say this though, it seemed like everyone at Shell read it. Not, not, I'm not trying to, you know, play kiss ass or anything, but they were like on their shit when it came to cover letters, which I can appreciate. Oh, respect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I'm um, trying to remember if I wrote a cover letter. Did you write a cover letter? Did I write one? Yeah. I this whole time I've been trying to think back on like what materials I submitted when I applied. I just cannot really remember because at that time, yeah. I wasn't really in the industry. I was in school. Right. And so I feel like a lot of my stuff was like just really bad. And I'm trying to imagine how I got the job. <laughs> Me too, buddy. So here's that. I'm willing to bet a clear and concise resume to start. 
Yeah. I, I do. Yeah, I do is... remember spending a good amount of time on my resume and like making sure it wasn't like, like maybe two bullet points under like each project. I love that. And like, it wasn't like a two line description of mm. like for each bullet point. It was like one line. Yes. Yeah, I remember spending a lot of time making it like. I actually I had a roommate who worked, or who was majoring in business, business something. And I had them read my resume at one point, and he, the first thing he did was take out his phone, and start a timer, and then read it. Oh, that's genius! And he finished it in like less than a minute and a half, and he's yeah. like, "Yeah, this is good. Like, I don't want to spend more than Where like is two this minutes." Person and how can I? I feel like I need yeah. to make like the trek to meet this person <laughs> on a mountain. <laughs> that is an amazing and genius idea. I hope yeah. they don't mind me stealing that. Yeah, I. Wow, that is so great. Yeah, that is absolutely 100% the best way to do it. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, that's fantastic. Especially in the games industry because, mm-hmm. like, it was, it, it's a little bit different when back then not every college was offering a mm-hmm. games program. Mm. And so, like, you only had a finite amount of people, and especially because games wasn't, it's not like they were paying an exorbitant amount. Yeah. So, like, you could afford to not have the best resume, but now the competition is... Fierce. Oh yeah, God, it's insane. insane. Yeah, there. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of weird. It's like it's almost like the NBA, but it's like every kid out of high school and college is like vying to be the next big star, and mm-hmm. so like you have everyone with all of this incredible and amazing talent kind of coming in all at once, and it's like yeah, if you don't have that that resume, the thing is like people are like, well, how am I going to fit all of this stuff that I've done onto my resume? Mm-hmm. Like I can't do it on the resume and cover letter. It's portfolio. Portfolio, Even as yeah. a producer, portfolio. Even QA, portfolio. Like, Wait, you referenced pr- like producers having a portfolio. What would you mm-hmm. put, if say if I was a producer and I had a portfolio, yeah. what would be on it? For sure. So um, what oftentimes when you're in a production interview, typically what you're asked of is like, as a producer, you're putting out fires left and right. Right. Um, and a big part of production is like having the difficult conversations, both for the client, it could be for stakeholders, it could be for the developers, it could be with other producers, uh, because you could be working with the publishing producer while you're internal. And so um, oftentimes we're asking like, well, tell me about a time where you've ran into a problem and you've had to like help fix that. And like, where'd you get? And tell me about something that you wish you could redo. So like having, like putting up uh, basically a title that you've helped shift or a project mm. that you worked on, problems that you've had and then gotten through that, how mm. you did it, but not only how you did it, how the team helped out and basically how you played an integral part is, it's huge. Um, every time I've worked with Ed and there was a producer with a portfolio, it just helps like, oh man, I saw this on their portfolio and saw that they ran through that problem and we've dealt with that before here that's awesome let's talk to him because at least that can help get you to the stage of talking yeah yeah um and it's it's great to be able to point to actual problems where like maybe just on the resume we don't know about it Mm -hmm. um so yeah as a producer same thing with qa like Mm -hmm. oh i found these bugs went through this this was the craziest bug anyone has ever seen in the world and i found it on this project and just like being able to talk to that is Great, and also letting us know what types of projects you've worked on is, is pretty cool. So, hmm. um, I know it's a pain in the ass, but you spend one weekend, just one weekend, of updating your resume, your portfolio, and your cover letter, 
and just take the full weekend. Don't go out and do anything. Stay inside like a hermit. Damn. Yeah. That's a tough ask for me. It's <laughs> a real yeah. tough ask right there. Yeah. And just just do it. Put a, put on some Kenny G. Get in the zone. <sighs> and nice. Yeah. Because you guys do listen to Kenny oh, yeah. G when you're... Right? Yeah, I have that's... no idea who Kenny G is. I was going to let that rock. And you were like, you like checked me. And I was like, I, I wait—is this a bit? Yeah, I don't know. If it's no, I'm I'm dead serious. I don't know what we're talking about. Kenny G. What is Kenny G? What is Kenny G? Mac. We're talking about Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yes. Why is everyone laughing at me? <laughs> the greatest collab the that's world some, has ever some seen. Some small steps, Mac. Yeah. Some small um, steps. Kenny G. <laughs> nice. Kenny G it. is probably responsible for uh, half of my generation being born. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, Kenny G is, uh, he's a, um, what would you saxophonist? Is that the right? Yeah. Saxist? Saxist? Sax? Sax. Saxophonist? Saxophonist. Sax. I don't know. Saxian. Citation needed. Saxolite. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you, you. I know you've heard his songs before. Yeah, it's likely, just a yeah. lot of slow jazz, like from yeah. the '90s and '80s, like crazy oh, sensual. Man. Yeah, it's very sick. Like, yeah, he'll awaken something in you. Yeah, um, yeah. And, yeah. Me and Kenny G got a lot in common over here. Oh, so you do know his songs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man. Um, uh, yeah. All right, Kenny G. What about Kenny G? Um, oh yeah, I'm listening. I'm while I'm yeah. updating my resume and portfolio. I'm listening to sensual saxophone music. Yeah, for sure. yeah. No, um, but yeah, I I can't recommend enough. Um, hiring managers love the portfolio. It is quick and easy um, to see like what projects you've worked on. Write a quick like one paragraph, four sentence. This is what we did, or this is how I helped. This was my role. Please write. This is my. This is what I was doing on this project. And it's fantastic. It, yeah, just that that little extra bit, um, I think, sets most people above others. For mm. sure. All right. Yeah. Now, let's get to the other side of this this whole uh, discussion. For sure. Tell me the worst. Ooh. <laughs> the the worst. <clears throat> we won't. We're not using any names. Yeah, no names. But tell me the worst. Uh, Yellow flag, let's say you've seen, maybe some Ooh. red flags and some yellow flags. Yeah, oh, that's maybe great. maybe someone who's listening to this needs to take a long look in the mirror. Oh, for sure, because they've been fucking up yeah. with the microaggressions. Um, yeah, there, there. So yellow flags come in uh, many forms and flavors, because um, you have your lemons and your bananas, right? True. Um, and uh, shout point? out to all my pears because there are pears that are yellow. The hell are we talking about? I'm not. Eating, I'm not eating I don't those. Know. This is a Kenny. This no, is another no, Kenny G part two. No, yellow pears. No. Yeah, you've never had a yellow pear. I just won't eat them. Why? They're yellow. Pears oh. are green. That's a microaggression. Yeah, pears are is. green. Yeah, hands down. You're not. Pears. Is that a yellow flag or is pears that a green flag green. then? Yeah. Not only are you not getting the flag, wow. you're blacklisted. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how many colors are there? <laughs> yeah. yeah, green and yellow. Ah, uh, that's embarrassing. I don't know how many colors pears there are, but um, yeah. So yellow flags. Um, for instance, there are, um, of course, in the games industry, in most tech industries, in any industry, really, uh, um, bro downs. Um, like if hell yeah, dude. Yeah, just like it, it kind of not not aggressively, but 
it, it doesn't maybe this shouldn't irk me as much as it does but like only referring to any and every game developer as he uh-huh. is it's kind of it's hey guys like a it's it's just annoying like for instance uh and this might be stupid and and uh, but it's just like you know um people putting hypothetical situations in and just only saying he yeah and, he, and he. stuff like that and that puts me in the like okay well that's immediately where your mind goes to so that's that's something kind of small but yeah. that will start to cue a few other things because usually when there's bro downs like that then you end up in the realm of um Wait, ego bro down okay yeah what is your definition of bro down because when i'm thinking bro down i'm thinking like someone not walking up to me and being like how many push-ups can you do yes yeah that's that's fair um something somewhat similar but like bro downs can kind of be hmm hey brother how many beers can you chug <laughs> yeah just like like i've had people for instance and maybe this isn't bro down so much as like ego and just like narcissistic behavior but um people who are like bragging about like playing certain like league of legend players it oh, happens yeah. most league of legend oh. and a lot of like um yikes uh uh, Counter-Strike players that My I've brother. talked to who like love talking about how they got banned and I think we Whoa, might have talked really? about this before that's not where I thought that was going yeah and and so like it is a weird like it is an alpha male thing of just like just like how much of a bad boy they are yeah yeah and it's Whoa. strange and because like I've asked people like oh like you know what, what games are you playing right now it's like oh you know I was playing Call of Duty but I was playing I Valorant banned. and then I got banned yeah I smoked this 13 year old and was like talking about his mom and it's like come on like it's just yeah. like okay well cool wow. that's been that was said to you in like an interview that sounds really pertinent like for your game design position dozens of times that's, that's hilarious that's does. I've, I've so easily I, I've spoken to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of candidates. What? That, is, that rules, dude. That yeah. is so bizarre. And that rocks. And maybe that's not that's not a bro down. So that's that's incorrect. And I am placing a certain <laughs> just being label dumb on that. as shit. Yeah. But it's, it's like it is that. And so like there are things that people like like people talk to friends and family first. Like there is nothing wrong with doing a mock interview. And honestly, this isn't right, but take on interviews from other jobs that you don't want mm -hmm. like it might be wasting time but you never know like have the conversation and then learn about it like even record yourself and sometimes that's not okay because people don't like being recorded but it is important to like get an outsider's perspective on what you're saying because yeah people love talking about like getting banned or something badass that they did like oh yeah i told my manager that i'm not effing doing this job or like they're wrong about the shirt being red when it should be blue and uh and i'm like okay well what did you take from that would you do anything differently now and it's like well now i learned to be a little more uh stern in my conversations when talking to someone and it's just like Whoa. The rules. I think you're missing the point. Yeah, wow. Um, but yeah, that tied in with ego of like being the savior is the biggest problem that I've seen in the industry. Being a savior? One of, one of the bigger problems, yellow flags that I've seen. Being the savior. Like, oh. yeah, the project was failing until I came in. Until I came in, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's just, Hell yeah. Yeah. I, I've definitely seen that many oh, yeah. times. Yeah. Yeah. And it is like... And it's just like, okay, that's super interesting. Like, talk to me about it. And it's just like, oh, they were arguing. And then I came and I was like, stop it, guys. And then, yeah. like, and then, like, the project was saved. 
It's like, yeah, you're a savior. That's why I go the other way around. I'm in interviews like, yeah, the project was doing pretty good. (laughs) Ran ran into the ground. See, that's great, though, because you can humble the team. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's important. You're like, hey, we've been doing a little too well here. It's time for you guys to feel what a taste of (laughs) failure looks like. Pick yourself up by your bootstraps. Yeah. It is. um, The funny thing is, like, we're taught this from, like, fourth grade of, like, when you're writing an essay or something about yourself, don't constantly use I to start off every mm-hmm. sentence. That is a great point. Yes. So why the hell in every interview is it just like you I, learn I, it in elementary school. Yeah. It, it oh, is like, shit, that's cool. <laughs> from the beginning. And it's wild because it's like, well, you didn't develop that whole project, did you? Yeah. So like, why are you only talking about yourself? Because you had to partner. At, like at Shell, it yeah. is the first thing that uh, I usually talk to people about is like, um, here there is no one person project unless there is like someone working on like a feature for one of the mm-hmm. engines or something like mm-hmm. that but even still you need the input of everyone else to make sure that those features are yeah, right yeah it's never like totally in isolation 100%. right and if you are looking to be that one person siloed off working on your own project then start your own company yeah otherwise learn to like learn about what your other teammates are doing learn to talk to that um, or talk about that and how you basically interact with that on the day to day because it's it's necessary yeah to create a game and yeah so like that savior complex of like i did it all and that's why i should be hired and you are impressed aren't you and it's just like okay well this is great but i've learned nothing about how you can talk with anyone here at the yeah. studio and that's concerning so yeah i feel like there's a lot of um a lot of people get so wrapped up in their projects and their portfolio and all that good stuff yeah. is important, but they miss out on the social skills aspect that yeah. is keenly needed in most game development roles. Yes. Right. Some more than others, but like yeah, yeah, for example, like I don't think you can be a good like game designer without having pretty decent communication skills. Right. It's I, like, yeah. Yeah. I I fe- and maybe you can speak to this a little bit, but I feel like uh, maybe like years ago when, because I think you you brought this up a little bit earlier, is that like schools didn't have game programs. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of like the people emerging into the game industry were sort of self-made because there was no way for them to connect with other people. And I guess like now game jams are pretty huge and that's like a major way people connect and like build their portfolio. But um, I imagine that a lot of those people probably went into these interviews with that like savior complex of like I did it all, my stuff, my work, blah blah blah. Right. Is that do you think that is that true? Like, do you think that's a pattern where like, um, or you just kind of see it regardless of their background? I, I think I don't I I don't know if I could say like in particular those types of self-made people that have like taught themselves have that complex you do tend to see it more in the leadership roles like, oh, or, or sorry more senior roles but yeah, not leadership usually if they're in leadership and I say usually um, and I want to underline that and emphasize it um, <laughs> but with leadership roles like you have to be more understanding of how you can be supportive rather than a lead like yeah. it, it, the best way to lead is to support so right, right. Um, I, I do tend to, in, in, in a lot of, hmm. 
a lot of people that get into game jams, mm. I think having that experience right off the bat is nice because you learn to interact with people of all levels. Like people yeah. are coming in that aren't taking classes, have learned everything through YouTube. There are people that just like to do it for fun that work at studios like Shell. Mm -hmm. There are people that, you know, have been doing it for years and have retired and now they're just like looking to, you know, kind of mess around. Yeah. Um, so that is a great way of like having to manage any and all expectations of like, you know, what are we dealing with? What are the problems? And being able to work. And usually people who participate in a lot of game jams are actually really great at being able to speak to like how the team work together. I've, mm. I've definitely noticed that. A lot of people who have yeah been in a ton of game jams, and by a ton I mean like three or four I think is pretty good, mm -hmm. um, if more perfect. But um, yeah, they're, they're usually excellent at being able to speak to like, yeah, we the team came together and worked on this and it turned out great and now we're all millionaires, mm -hmm. but we want this job for whatever reason. I don't know why the first thing came to mind was millionaires, but... <laughs> Yeah, um, we made it big. Yeah, we made it big. Jackpot. We're just doing this for fun now. We got forty eighth place at the the game jam. Yeah, we made it big. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Bezos personally awarded us one trillion dollars for <laughs> to make our game. Yeah, it'd be cool um, if that's where how all video games are funded. Oh my god, are you just like one huge game jam every year for yeah. like a trillion dollars? That would be. It's like the purge for video games. <laughs> for yeah, sure. Yeah. But then it's like, the only way games are made at all. <laughs> is there, yeah. Could you imagine like just the drama to come from that? Like, oh you my know, gosh, corporate yeah. espionage and just yeah. like extreme like there are buyouts like crazy now, but and acquisitions like crazy now, but yeah. Wow. That's a cool little concept. I like that one. The purge for video games. Yeah. No other video games come out. Everyone gets one month to make a video game. Yeah. You got to scope your project right. You got to build your teams. Oh, for sure. Corporate espionage. When that timer hits, you go. The top... Because you know there's going to be thousands of games coming into this. Oh, like hundreds thing, right? of thousands. Yeah. yeah. So the top like thousand games get funded. Yeah. All the money they ever need. But see, like on a crazy level, though, that would change everything, including operations. Because, oh, yeah. like, even like recruiters, for instance, I would love that because that means for one month I am getting paid more than like I would make in five years. And marketing, <laughs> for instance, would have to advertise to get the best developers possible. Yeah. Because at this point, you're advertising for the best developers and so on and so forth. So, like, yeah. you need. To, oh man. Wait, but if if we only did if games were like only being developed once a month, yeah, or like for one month out of a year. What were yeah. you doing for the other 11 months? Thinking about what you're going to develop for that one yeah. month. <laughs> oh, it's all just planning? Yeah, it's all planning. Because at some point, you're just going to start like, all right, Game Jam 2048. Like, this yeah. is what we're going to make. And so, like, this is the roadmap. Yeah. yeah. Or, unless you don't find out what it is, the topic is until that month. Oh, my God, yeah. If you had to keep to a topic, like a theme. Mm -hmm. yeah. Would it be illegal in this hypothetical world to start ahead of time? To, yes. like, to, oh, like... Yeah. Yeah. You open Unreal Engine, you get executed. Yeah, hands cut off. Oh, whoa. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> by, by I, like how you, himself. I like how you were like hands cut off and then you like you like jumped at execution. As if like that's a major step up. You're cutting someone's hands off. Well think about I, I was gonna say they couldn't develop anymore, but that's not true. Because again, we will turn to develop more accessible programs. Right, right. But yeah. um that'd be yeah, like you open Unreal and then just like explosion. <laughs> 
just in like, every computer is a bomb. Yeah, everything yeah. is just hardwired to explode. Yeah. Yeah. If you open that's any, a fun world. Yeah. Yeah, that's a super fun world. <laughs> yeah. And for the rest of the time, so that yeah, so game game development is banned. 11 out of 12 months of the year because too many people are getting into game development and not enough quote-unquote real software is being developed there's so a a severe starvation happening yeah Yeah. Yeah. microsoft's office hasn't been updated since like 2011 (laughs) (laughs) because there's too many people having too much fun making video games Uh, (laughs) imagine like you pin like unity or unreal to your desk your desktop and then one day you accidentally click it you're like oh and you gotta stop it. You gotta, well, because you know how it has like the startup like yeah, functions yeah. and shit. You gotta like control delete. Yeah. You're trying to end the process before it before it opens up the window. And it's like it's Honestly, like this is creating more jobs. I think like this is something yeah. that, you have to have bomb technician. Yeah, installed bombs and everyone's like computer. you have to have specialized like delivery folks like bringing it to your door like in hazmat or like right, full blown yeah. bomb suits. Yeah. Not hazmat, I guess, but you know. Oh yeah, no, I got a bunch of Jeremy Renners. I got a bunch of Hurt Lockers coming <laughs> to, deliver, to deliver my PC. That's cool. That's a cool little world. Actually, I like that one a lot. Damn. All right. We've hit an hour and four minutes. Oh, wow. Jeter, what's your timer? How much more you want? How much longer you want to go? I am. We go as long as the guest wants. Yeah, I am. Don't do that. We go as long as the guest wants here at Golf Ball. I think you underestimate, besides my loving wife and my unborn child, this is the only thing in my life. Hell yeah. So, that's what I like to hear. He's doing our podcast. Bring it on. Oh, for real? Yeah. How about that shit? No, I'm just kidding. I'm good for whenever you guys are. I don't care. The only thing is, like, I'm just hoping Cambodian is open. Oh, it's always open. Is it? Because I feel like every time I've tried, it has to be at least two in the morning or you have to randomly happen upon it. And that's sometimes. Yeah, that's a good point. I've only ever gone at like past midnight. So I don't. That is when it's best. Yeah. Yeah. That's when it hits. Have you been there, Mac? Dude, come on, bro. Okay. 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 I'm down here too much. I go. I've been to Cambodicon plenty of times. The question is, what do you get? Uh, dude. All right. Cambodicon order. For all of your all of those listeners that are outside of Pittsburgh, yeah. Cambodicon is a Cambodian restaurant uh, with uh, your standard Asian, I suppose, fare. Like, um, it's like a cooler Chinese restaurant, basically. Yeah. It's pretty slick, actually. Yeah. The food is. It hits different than like other. Oh yeah, yes. other restaurants yeah, on, in the on the, the what is this is like, on the strip? As soon as you walk in, you know, like, this isn't the place where I eat it, right? But this is the place where I receive the right. best food I will ever have. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, it's wild. It looks like a, it looks like a dilapidated armory from the yes. Last of Us. That's, honestly, it's like where you get your, pretty accurate. It's where you get your guns, <laughs> except instead of guns, it's a uh, it's delicious um, food, delicious Cambodian food. So my order is General So's chicken. Oh. And if I'm feeling really gnarly, yeah. or if I'm really drunk, yeah. I'll get uh, a sampler platter as well. Okay. Mm. Nice yeah. little mix. And oh, yeah. that's a lot of fucking food. So it is I'll, a lot. Yeah, I'm, they don't skip. Oh, yeah. No, no they don't. So I'm not that's eating. I like about it. I'm not eating all that shit. So yeah. I eat enough to where I pass out, and then the next day I have, I have lunch. Of course. Yes. Sweet. So, yeah, yeah it's a nice little routine. Yeah, that's an economist way to do it. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm getting my money's worth. Yeah. You think I'm climbing? Because before I lived in Mount Washington. So now that gas prices are fucking $25 a gallon because we're living in the end times, it takes me $4 to get up the damn hill. Yeah. So you know damn well I'm not driving all the way down off of Mount Washington, going oh, to the sure. south side, paying paying $5 for a meal and then paying another $6 to get back yeah. up the mountain. Yeah. At that point, no. you're paying Grubhub prices. Yeah. Seriously. Exactly. Yeah. When I'm going down there, 
we're loading up. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We're, yeah, nah. We're, I'm getting my money's worth. See, that's what the forefathers were looking for. Yeah. That's exactly the, right. That's the kind of innovation. That's, that's exactly right. Surf and turf. Surf and turf. Love the surf and turf. Okay. Yeah. I, I, don't, I didn't know they had surf and turf. I, th- I think that's what they call it. Uh, yeah. It's just basically like a bed of lo mein noodles. Two slabs of whatever that like marinated chicken is. Oh, it's so yeah. freaking good. It's and then you get four gigantically sized crab rangoons. Oh, and they're like moon sauce that they put yeah. on that. Oh, the oh moon dude, sauce. that sounds amazing, actually. They're Wait, moon sauce. So good. I, I think it's honestly a direct descendant from crack cocaine. I, yeah, it might be. Like, it is it just, be, yeah. it could just be like, you know how, for I mean, instance, has... if you like cook sugar and it caramelizes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crack. It's true, actually. Yeah. It's actually a great motherfucking point. Yeah. Well, moon sauce does have the same color, and I won't say consistency, um, but the same color as black tar heroin. So. so, okay. I see what you're saying. So, yeah. Yeah. It is fantastic. I implore you to try Taste their heroin. wontons. Oh, their wontons. Their want, oh, if you is that your that, order? They put the, yes, they put the moon sauce all over it. So it's sticky and it is messy. And they also have this soup that is like sweet, but has like salty bits. Interesting. Um, it's like very sweet, but like also salty. And you ask for a bowl and they give you what is an industrial size <laughs> container <laughs> of soup. So like it is easily three to four meals for maybe like twelve bucks. Oh um, man, love hearing that. Yeah. So um, damn, definitely do that up. I might have to get hit. Yeah, I, I might am, have to get hit. Yeah, right after, after this, this podcast, actually. Sponsored by Kimbo Can. Dude, Sponsored. it'd be so sick if we got a Kimbo Can. Yeah, honestly, I'm, I'm willing to bet. The owner's usually just like kicking it in the restaurant occasionally. He, he is. Yeah. Not he just kicking it around is. the restaurant. I see him just around Southside because I live down yeah. here now I literally just see him I was at the corner store a couple days ago and I'm, I'm coming back with my Red Bulls in my hands and I look I look like shit <laughs> I look <laughs> and I'm walking back and I see the owner of Cambodicon with his family <laughs> I must have looked strung out because my eyes are wide open and I'm walking back into my apartment and I notice him he's the guy who gives me my order all the time yeah and he looks at me and I'm like oh hey <laughs> I'm fucking dual dual wielding Red Bulls yeah no I look I looked fucking insane he was like oh hey yeah. <laughs> so, random yeah, person with random Red person Bulls. with so two Red Bulls is, like I think even as crazy as you feel like you might have felt or looked that day uh, he has probably seen South Sides oh yeah like, worst yes oh like, 100% dude the bane of like the criminal underground here on a Saturday night after bar hopping, just like projectile vomiting, setting world records yeah. worst. So one hundred percent, dude. Yeah. Right outside, I was in Cambodicon one time. I got threatened with a knife, by the way, one time when I went in Cambodicon. Oh no, that's just how they greet you. Oh yeah, yeah that's the yeah. hello. That's, that's how they the get hello. membership signups. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. I opened the door and like I bumped into some guys who was leaving, and he was like, "Motherfucker, I'll stab you." <laughs> I feel like that's the ghost of Kimbo. <laughs> I'm like, that's great. And I'm like, I'm oh, sorry, dude. I just want to be your. I'm, I want to. I'd rather be your friend. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'd rather be your. Dude, that's a great. That one. is a great. That's yeah, a great line. That. He was like, so "Hi, motherfucker. I'm just playing with you." And like, I, like he dabbed me up. Anyway, well, you put okay. the knife back. <laughs> you had the butterfly knife. <laughs> Mac, I feel like I need you in tough situations like that. Yeah. I feel like you would be the greatest person to completely just like, just like completely toss any fire out the window. And then yeah. it's just like, next thing you know, it's a, 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 you pan to the next scene and it's just like us taking shots with that same person. Yeah. 
I feel like my conflict resolution skills are pretty good. It's insane, actually. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I you know what? yeah I think let's make that happen. We should do an episode of draw call from the bar across the street. Oh, that would be a great idea. And we just oh my god, wow. Take a shot every ten minutes. Oh, for yeah. sure. Oh yeah. my god, that's such a fucking great idea. That is a fantastic idea. That wow. that like foley in the background, just like having everyone just go around. <laughs> yeah. Dude, like, I'm saying right. We go to, like, Mario's, right, on, like, a Wednesday Ooh. or something. Okay. So, like, it's not too crowded, yeah. right? So, like, it won't be a complete shit show. We go into the, the back the back bar, mm-hmm. right, where it's even less crowded, and we just sit there and take one shot every ten minutes, yeah. right? And anyone who comes up that wants to say something yeah. in the mic can do so. Yeah. And we'll just have random conversations with, with drunken Larry folks oh, on yeah. a Wednesday night at Mario's. About games. About what video game, games. What game are you playing tonight? Yeah, that's a great. What's your segment? favorite game? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and just like talk because you learn so many things about like what what people's favorite games are because there are the like, I mean, let's put it out there the the Skyrim's, the um, League of Legends, the you know uh, Fallout's, the all of any and every Bethesda game or anything like yeah. that. But then you get some of the like one person said to me. One of my favorite games is Def Jam. That fucking rocks. Fight for New York. Hell yes. And I said, if I wasn't married, <laughs> da, this da, da. would be happening. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hell yes. Yeah. Because that is just like hit a special chord. Yeah. Like right here. And so yeah, you get the you get the right folks talking about their games, and it's just like okay, this is what this is what I was one hundred percent. And I think games are mainstream enough now to where like yeah. you could yeah, probably totally. have that conversation. Like ten years ago, you'd get like dirty yeah. looks probably, yeah, right or whatever. But yeah, now it's like yeah. most people will have an answer for you, yeah, even if they've sure. only even if that's like the only pl- game they've ever played. Yeah, you know what I mean, they can still it's, talk about. It's true. It. Yeah, that's Damn. totally true. I'm gonna have to talk to the bartender at Mario's that is getting tired of seeing me. Yeah, to see like, hey. I'm four shots in. No. Yo, you think we could do a podcast? <laughs> I'm gonna bring my mics. You know, if, if Mario's doesn't work, there's a great place um, over in Manchester on North Side called Leo's Public House. Perfect for it. Leo's Public House. Yeah, absolutely amazing, dude. I think we were talking about that um, at Shady Grove whenever we went out to eat. There's oh, like some okay. weird, maybe it wasn't Leo's Public House, but you remember we were supposed to go before Albert. Uh, left us yeah. for Atlanta. Rest in peace, Albert. Yeah, but uh, you're still with us in our hearts and in minds, our hearts. Yeah, yeah. As the founding fathers imagined it. Yeah, maybe yeah. not. Actually, fuck. No, I forgot. My my pseudo racist joke is now transforming into me forgetting what the fuck I was about to say. <laughs> oh, um, the bar uh, with the or? with the weird drinks. What is that place called? The bar with the weird drinks. That is a cool name that, for a bar, actually. Yeah, the bar with the weird drinks. I like that. Yeah, it's a cool. Yeah. Ass that is, for a bar. yeah, that is Leo's. Yeah, they they have like only infused alcohols. Got it. Yeah. It was Leo's Public House. Yeah, dude. Yeah, they're pretty. They're they're awesome. We should and, go to Leo's. Yeah, Public basically, House. you say like, I want like that blueberry and honey infused whiskey, and they're like, all right, what are you feeling like today? Sweet or sour? And then they're just like, I'm gonna make you whatever. That's cool. Damn, and that's it's cool. Always. Do you want to go to Leo's Public House this week? Punch it. 
let me I'm not, I'm not only saying that because I'm literally like if you take a step out of my door I can see Leo's oh for real yeah and I'm not saying that just because I need friends but I'm saying that because you guys should check it out it's great and it's usually pretty quiet it's not like a crazy raping place but you'll get like some strangers in there and they, they're cool people oh Sweet. respect yeah. and every Thursday they do vinyl night so you can bring in a vinyl record and just play it that's super get, cool yeah. that is sick as hell actually uh-huh. if I own vinyl I would 100% I might buy a vinyl record just to do just that to, just yeah. to do that yeah anything yeah, yeah first thing you grab that's sick, actually. Respect. Yeah. All right, we've solidly hit an hour and 15. That's about the average draw call length. Um, yeah, if you guys are looking for jobs, give me a call. Uh, it is 555-555-5551. That's, uh, that's my number, actually. Oh. Don't call that one. Oh. Okay. Your number is 555-5545. I can't believe you didn't even know your own number. Yeah, nowadays I don't need it. Yeah. yeah, all of the all the actions happening on LinkedIn. Yeah, and my and fans. the metaverse and his and Mike Jeter's OnlyFans. Yes. Uh, Can you? Does only could OnlyFans exist in the metaverse? Oh, one thousand fucking percent, dude. No comment. One trillion percent. <laughs> it probably already exists. It probably already exists. Could the metaverse exist in OnlyFans? Uh-huh. I don't know. And on that note, <laughs> <laughs> that would be a cool place. And that's to how end. I had my mental breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> you gonna play us out? Ugh. That was nice to hear. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dying. Is that the name of your song? That's not a good note to end on. That sounds very can somber. You, can you get something a little higher, like a like a? I need a good. We need a that good ending bad. note. Yeah. Can I can I get like a what is it an E string pluck like a like? Ding. I have no idea what strings are. <laughs> I just what is it? Is it Easter bunny. Eat, wait no, bunnies eat. I don't know. Oh so, the for the yeah. notes. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I can't remember. I only know the piano ones. Oh, that's cool. There we go. Yeah. It's a very like mid middle of the road note to end on. Cut to black. <laughs>